What's happening, friends? Thank you for hanging out. Morning, studio. Morning. Welcome to Tuesday's show. Over on the phone, ready to talk, is Marlo in Tampa, Florida. Marlo, good morning. Thank you for calling. What's going on? Hi. Um, I was looking for some advice because I'm getting married. I'm trying to narrow down my guest list. And my mom and I are butting heads because I think she should remove some of her college friends that I've never met. And I, she thinks I should remove some of my friends. So I was just thinking. Wondering what you thought. So, is it your wedding or your mom's wedding? Let me just ask this officially. <laughs> it's my wedding. And I understand your mom wanting to invite her friends, and you should feel good about that because she's wanting to show off, right? She's proud of you. She's proud of what you've done in your life. She's proud of the wedding you're having. I think that's great of her wanting to invite her friends. However, if it comes to you having to sacrifice people, that you want at your wedding for your mom's college friends? Get out of town, <laughs> mom! Crazy. Yeah, you're loco! As Eddie would say, that's yeah, loco! That's loco! I think you can have a, a slight compromise, not even a full compromise. You say, listen, mom, these are people I want at my wedding. This is the only time that I'm going to get married. Unless you've been married before. Have you been? No. Okay, good. Say, mom, this is it. Like, I understand. I'm going to give you four people. A person and a, and a guest, and a person and a guest. But I want some of these people. This is my wedding. I haven't seen these friends in forever. I think if you give her a slight compromise, I think she probably caves a little bit. But I think you are in the right for feeling this way. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that, that's all go. The only thing that Caitlin and I are not, well, we weren't fully on the same page, is I've been an idiot, and thank God she's dialed in. And I, I mentioned on the show, she wakes up and goes, hey, did you invite so-and-so? And I was like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. And she was like, do you want to? And I'm like, yes. I don't know why I never, never thought about inviting them to the wedding. We're three months out, four months out or whatever from our wedding. And I was like, oh, no. And she goes, okay. So she started adding up the sides. And she goes, man, because of all your work, people, you can have so many more people at, on your side than mine. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, we have sides at weddings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traditionally. Why don't you just have everybody sit down? <laughs> it's like a baseball game. Yeah, sit down, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's really always been weird too. That you have like visitor or home team. Like it's two sides. They're very strange. And now I think she feels the pressure to equalize. Mm. She's like, well, there were some people from this, you know this my hometown. I can invite to equal it out. <laughs> Just to equal it out makes yeah, no sense. That's what I said. <laughs> so that's what we're kind of dealing with now. Where I'm an idiot and I forgot to invite people that I want to invite. And I think she was actually there were people. She wanted to invite some folks, but she had to make those hard cuts on the guest list. And I think now that I'm being reminded to invite people, she's like, you know, I had to make some hard cuts. What if I just invite them too? Yeah. That way our sides, even the invite sides are equal. And I think she has a point. I think that's fair. Yeah, that sounds fair to me. I mean, but are you when, when you look at it, though, is, are you still under the amount of people that you've wanted to keep it under? Yes. Okay. And I don't think everyone's going to come that you send out an invite to. I don't know, man. When they find out who's coming to this wedding, but they may want to But that's not the point. <laughs> That's not the point. I know. It's to celebrate y'all's marriage. And we don't know who's coming. <laughs> you don't know who's coming. That's what's so cool about it, though. No, that's not you making it a reality know. show. Stop it. Uh, Marlo, good luck with that. I think hopefully your mom will understand. You sound like a reasonable person, so you must have come from someone who's pretty reasonable, too. But just know her intentions are to be proud of you and to show you off and the wedding off. But just a slight compromise. After you have that conversation, will you call us back and update us? Yes, I will. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Bye, Marlo. You can give her you can give her mom a little bit. Hmm. You just can't give her all. The compromise, like you said. Or none. You don't want to do none, either. Let's open up the mailbag. 
You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Dear Bobby Bones, they write, I would like to remain anonymous, but I really need your advice. I'm a high school senior who currently works at a retail store. I was unofficially asked to recently step into a manager position at the store, but I don't know what to do. On one hand, this is a wonderful opportunity that will give me good experience and look good on my resume. But on the other hand, I'm going to college full-time next year. I'm afraid I might be stretched too thin if I take the manager position also. Here's my question. Is this a time when I should dig in and work hard, or am I being unrealistic in my commitments? Thank you for your advice. Signed, a conflicted senior. It's a good question. This is what I would say. If you don't financially have to go be the manager, don't be the manager. When you go to college for the first time, your world's like this. Your whole life changes. If you have to to pay for college, to pay for your apartment or dorm, to pay for car insurance, then I get it. That's necessity. But you're talking about your resume. You're 17 years old. You got plenty of time to create that resume. You got plenty of time to hurt that resume, create that resume, hurt that resume. You just back and forth. If you don't have to be the manager and you don't need the money, don't be the manager. Don't do it just because it's it's an opportunity presented to you because you're going to have a lot of opportunities that you miss in school if you're not available and free. And I say that as someone who didn't, you know, who who didn't get to take advantage of a lot of college because I had to work the entire time. I had a full-time job. So from someone who did what you're being asked to do, if you can afford not to do it, don't do it. That's my advice. Eddie, what do you think about that? I'm with you. And, and I think on top of that, if the company feels like he's so mature and responsible to be a manager at 17, after college, he's going to rock it. Like, he he already is a step above everyone else. I was not asked to be a manager at 17 year, years old. I don't think a lot of 17 years old, year old kids are asked to be managers. So that's cool. But I also think if he takes it, he's stuck there forever. And, and well, I don't think you're stuck there forever, could, bud. It's not jail. Could. They commit a crime. You know, you become a manager, then general manager. Next thing you know, you're the CEO of the company. Well, that's pretty good, though. <laughs> he's 19. Right. He's, he's running Banana Republic. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... Do what you have to do, but if you don't have to do it, don't do it. And you asked, is it time to dig in and do the hard work? Yes, but not there. It's it's a new once you go to college, it's the next it's a, let's say after you graduate high school, it's the next chapter of your life period. Whether you go to college or you go to work or you go to the military, that's the next chapter. Correct. That's the big chapter. Like that's the one that shoots you into your next, you know, chapter three. Yeah, and when those opportunities come, then then you start taking those opportunities, and it leads you to places you never thought you'd ever be. When you were 17 years old, what job did you have? Uh, 17 years old, I worked at the news station, te- running teleprompter. At 17? 17. I didn't know mm-hmm. you were that young doing that. Part-time, teleprompting, and then later on, I became an editor. Then I went to college, and then went back to news. So you would just type in the stuff in for the news anchors? For the 5 o'clock newscast. That's pretty cool as uh-huh. a kid. Yeah, it was cool until your elbow accidentally hit it, and then it was like fast, and the anchor starts freaking out. He's like, oh, oh, hold on. let me." In look the news, hey, there were three murders, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, crap, I'm only 17 years old. Don't get mad at me. Lunchbox, what'd you do when you were 17? Uh, 17, I was working at Dunkin' Donuts, working the drive through window, making donuts, and then... About nine months into my 17th year, I switched to Sam's Club where I pushed shopping carts all day long. I was bussing tables because I'd already moved up from dishwasher by the time. I was started as a dishwasher, but I was such a good dishwasher that they move you out of dishwashing. And you start going out into the restaurant cleaning up? Which you would think, if you're really good at your job, they give you more of your job to do. But I was crushing dishes because I knew I hated it. I was disgusted by it. And if I did a great job, they'd get me out of there. 
So I went from dishwasher to busboy, eventually from busboy to waiter, and then eventually from waiter to, you know, Hobby Lobby. Yeah. And then you're, you're looking at it. I did golf course maintenance. That how, is, how long did you do that? Was that like a two year? Two years. Two years? That is rough. That was the hardest job because at least this job where I wake up at the butt crack of dawn and have something fun to do, that job, I wake up at the butt crack of dawn and I would just weed eat for hours. But that's what made us, right? That's it. Hey, uh, thank you for the email. Don't take that manager job if you don't have to. Let's close the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. You can email us anytime. Morgan, what's that address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. I texted Mike last night and I said, hey, is that Godzilla versus King Kong good? I don't really care about either one, but <laughs> the commercials kind of have me. Yeah, it looks good. Or it does look pretty good. And I have HBO Max, so I can watch it for free. And so I texted him. I said, hey, Caitlin and I were looking for something to watch. And I said, will Caitlin like it? He goes, no. But I might. You would like it, yes. I would like it. Yeah. Even though I don't care about Godzilla. I really didn't care about him before they were in a movie together. I watched it and I loved it. So what do you give it? I give it 3.9 out of 5 burning buildings. It's good enough to where I was entertained the entire time, but just not quite a 4. 3.9? Has that ever been given here? I don't no. think so. It's just, I couldn't give it a 4. Why? It was a little bit cheesy, but... In regards to this movie, it works. Do those huge creatures, like, fight over a city? Is that what it is? Yeah, they fight over a city. It's amazing. It's basically two monsters wrestling the entire movie, so I loved it. <laughs> For, like, two hours. Is there a good guy? Uh, sort of. Not really? You'll find you find out. You watch it. You don't want to tell me? No. Because it spoils the movie? I think so. I'm uncomfortable watching when two good guys fight against each other. Oh. Whenever they had Iron Man and Captain America fight, I couldn't bring myself to watch that Marvel movie. <laughs> Because I don't want to watch two people I rooted for fighting against each other. Right? Yeah. But you liked that one. Yeah, I did like that one. Who did you root for? I rooted for Captain America. Over Iron Man? Yeah. How could you do that? Interesting. Iron Man's where it all started. I just thought in that situation, Captain America was in the right. Raymundo, what'd you watch? I watched The Serpent on Netflix. It's one season, eight episodes, about 50 minutes each. It's based on a true story. Oh, it's not a movie. No, it's a show. What, they, is, what is it? So it's based in Thailand. It's another language, so you're going to have some subtitles. Sometimes they do English, which is nice, but you forget about it, so it's easy to follow. But this guy it's preys on tourists, and he puts stuff in their drinks, robs them, steals their diamonds, tries to sell diamonds. If you don't want his diamonds, he comes after you. And the guy went around forever, decades, overseas, Thailand, Asia, Finally got him, and he's in jail. That is the good news. That's Wait, it's a, a true, it's a true story. Yeah, not a spoiler. Do you know this? No, I haven't seen it yet. It's called The Serpent? Yep. Well, I, have, I struggle, though, when they go, hey, watch this show and read subtitles the whole time. That being said, we can't hear. Our living room is kind of weird. Sometimes we can't hear. And so I, we put the subtitles on. We watch Last Chance of You. <laughs> I'm all okay yeah, with subtitles when it's English. It. But I, I struggle. Whenever we watch that movie, um, the one you said was the best movie Parasite. ever. Parasite. Yeah. I, about five minutes into it, I was fine with the subtitles. Exactly. After a while, you do get used to Why it. Why am I a subtitle hater? I don't know, man. You gotta stop that. What do you give it, Ray? I give it five diamonds out of five. Wow, that good. My warning is, if you watch the first episode, you're gonna sit there and binge for eight hours, so just be careful. It's really good. The Serpent on Netflix. Sounds good. What have you guys watched? Anything lately? Okay, so we talked about Nomadland, and I told you I was gonna eventually watch it. I eventually watched it. And it's good, guys. It's really good, but I will warn you, it's sad as crap. Like, it's really sad. It's just basically about this group of people, and they focus on one person, but this group of people that just aren't uh, happy with the way the world works, so they want to just kind of move from place to place in either RV or a van or whatever, and they have these big, 
you know, areas that they get together and learn from each other on how to live off the land. And it's called Nomad Land. But at the end, you realize the root of why they want to escape. And that's where it gets pretty sad. You watched it, Mike? Yeah. Did you like it? It's pretty good. It'll make you want to sell all your things and go on a road trip. Is it Best Picture? Nominated, yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Well, I knew it was part of the Oscars. I didn't know what award it was up for. But What'd you watch that on? It's on Hulu. Hulu? Hulu. What will I like more? Kong and Godzilla? <laughs> or Nomadland? Oh, no, no, Kong. Kong. Yeah. Kong, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. You like sad sometimes, and this de- definitely has like a sad feeling around the whole thing. Lunchbox, you watch anything? Uh, yeah, I watched Mean Girls for the first time because my wife had always talked about it, and you guys always quote it, and I'd never seen it, so we were sitting around, and my wife's like, let's watch it. And we watched it. That's all right. I think it's a little overhyped. Maybe it's more about the time it was in than now. Like, for example, people will go, I just watched Friends for the first time, overhyped. Yeah, because it's not 1999 right now. Like, at the time, Friends was great. And if you had some sort of connection to it, even now, it's probably good. If you were connected to it then. But if you just watch it for the first time now, you're going, it's fine. Yeah. It's like that with a lot of things. Yeah. That came out a while back. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. However, Eddie's kids love the Fresh yeah, Prince they, of Bel-Air. He loves it. He loves Fresh Prince. And now he's watching Wonder Years, and he loves that, too. Oh, yeah? Oh, he he loves the Wonder Years. And I love the Wonder I'm going back and watching the Wonder Years episodes, and they're like so many good life lessons in there, like lessons that I don't even have to have with my kid anymore because he's learning from the Wonder Years. You just go, you're caught up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, son, that's love. Watch this episode. Hey, Ray, I saw they weren't bringing that main guy back for Bridgerton season two. Are you- <laughs> Are you upset? <laughs> no, we did a spin the wheel or whatever, a drawing. I'm not watching season two. But you watch season one. I'm saying, are you- He up- is the most uh, draw-worthy character, I would say. Out of all of them, it's it's a pretty attractive guy. He's a, kind of a B.A. Rides around on a horse. All the chicks want him. He's a good dancer. B.A. is bad. bad. Yeah, Ray's like, oh, I don't know. And then he lists nine things about him. <laughs> I'm saying he was probably the best character. All the other ones were just weird guys that were awkward around chicks. So obviously all the girls are going to want the suave guy, which was him. You're the only one that watched Bridgerton here? I watched Bridgerton. Morgan, you watched it? Yeah, I watched it. Are you sad the guy's not coming back? Yeah, he's the main character, and it doesn't really make sense that he's not coming back. I know they're changing the storyline, but he was the main reason that people decided to watch it. Like, it was because of him. Is he doing, like, Marvel stuff, Mike? Do you know? I think he's in an upcoming movie, yeah. Yeah. I guess he got big jobs now. Hmm. We shouldn't worry about him. Uh, Okay, that's it. Movie Mike's movie podcast is out. One of the topics this week is if you can only watch one movie the rest of your life, what would it be? It's tough. This is on Movie Mike's movie podcast. One movie, what do you watch? That's tough, but I like Forrest Gump over and over and over because it just covers so many different things. And it's extremely long. Yes, I'll take it. Ray? Wedding Crashers, you're going to laugh the whole time. It's one of those you can uh, always get a new pickup line if you watch it that you missed out on the first time. Lunchbox? I had old school just because you want to laugh. You want to be in your living room laughing every time, and every time you watch it, it's still funny. Morgan? Sweet Home Alabama. It's a perfect rom-com, and you can watch it on repeat and not really think about it. What's yours, Bones? Man on the Moon. Oh, good one. Just love the movie and love the documentary on Netflix. That doesn't count, but they did a documentary about the movie with Jim Carrey, too. <laughs> so annoying. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. The ACM Awards just announced the performers for the live show. They're going to feature over 25 artists performing over 30 songs at multiple venues across Nashville. Some of those performers include Keith Urban, Carrie Underwood, Blake Shelton, Luke Bryan, Maren Morris, and Little Big Town. 
The show airs April 18th at 8, 7 central on CBS. Carrie Underwood's Easter morning live stream featuring music from her new gospel album has raised more than $100,000 for the charity Save the Children. And that number is still rising. It's still on her Facebook page for fans to watch and donate. Walker Hayes is teasing some new music. He shared a video on social media with the caption, I love to make you blank. He plans to release it this Friday. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. The Hutchinson, Kansas Police Department sent out a Facebook post and it said, there's a photograph and we've launched an investigation and we're looking for this person. And it was a picture of one of their officers mowing the grass. And they laughed and said, here's the story. This officer was cruising the neighborhood. He saw an elderly lady with health problems that was trying to mow her lawn. He stopped her and said, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying. It's overgrown. And the officer said, no, no, no. I will continue to do the rest of the lawn for you. So they got it on camera and they made a big joke about it. And they just want to say that he is awesome for doing this. And they wanted to just shine a little light on him. I agree. He's awesome for doing that. What's his name again? His name is Officer Wells. Officer Wells from? From Hutchinson, Kansas. I bet you Officer Wells listens to our show in Hutchinson. Good, Good for you, Officer Wells. Good deal. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Raymundo put a game together. Ray, what is this game? It is one second of a 90s country song. I'm going to play it from the very beginning. One second. You guys have to name the song. I'm going to play this. Yeah. Oh, you're in? Yeah, I don't know the answer, so. Let's go. Why not? Yeah. All right, so we'll do uh, seven of them, okay? Non-eliminator style. Yes. Stay in as long as you can stay (laughs) in. Thank goodness. I was already sad. (laughs) Ready, Ray? Yep. This is an example if you want it. Chattahoochee, Alan Jackson. Okay, but let's take it easier. Right? It's an example. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, right? Stop it. Oh, I love speed round at this, though. <laughs> no, no, no. No, everyone's in. No elimination. Come on. Okay, here we go. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right, I'm in. You going to give us three of them each time? Yeah, I can. Lunchbox? Hillbilly Bone. Eddie? Uh-oh. Indian Outlaw. It's Indian Outlaw. Yeah, Indian Outlaw. All right, I'll be your out. Next got, up. I got cocky. Again. Mm-hmm. Last time. Okay. I got that. In. I'm in. Yeah. Lunchbox, what do you have? That don't that don't impress me much. Eddie, what do we have? One, two, three. Man, Man I, feel I feel like, like a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, girls. All right, Lunchbox. You know, I got a complaint on the B-Team Facebook page about how they don't like 90s country. What? They were like, stop playing so many 90s country games. All right, I'm leaving the page. Well, I blocked them. They can't <laughs> listen to the show now. <laughs> I blocked them from Facebook, the show, everything. All right, next up. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got that one. Yeah, man. I mean, that's easy, guys. Go ahead, Lunchbox. My Maria. Eddie? My, My Maria. Maria. Good. My Maria. Come on. No, I'm a lady. All right, here we go. Next one. Mm-hmm. Did you say yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Lunchbox? Write this down. Eddie, one, two, three. Write, Write this, this down. down. 
three more. Okay. Do you know that one, Eddie? I mean, yeah. It's Same. easy. Lunchbox? Grundy County Auction. Eddie, one, two, three. Sold. sold. Yeah. It's sold. <laughs> I think it's sold. Yeah, sold and then I parentheses, I think. Well, I went down to the Grundy County Auction. All right, two left. I'm in. <laughs> in. Simple. Lunchbox? Dust on the bottle. Eddie? Dust on the bottle. Dust on the bottle. Rio Williams. Come on. Down a dirt road. Next up, this is the last one. If it's a tie, Eddie, we'll go to speed round. Got it. Here we go. Ooh, number seven, Eddie's stumbling mm-hmm. out of the blocks. Yeah, I don't know this one. Okay. Lunchbox, what you got? Ah, uh, man, I got wide open spaces. Interesting. That's not right. Yeah, Ed- no, that's not Eddie, right. Eddie, if you get this, because I think I have it. Do you do? Yeah. What do you have? I have written down watermelon crawl. Well, I have Joe Dippy Pickup Man. Oh, no! <laughs> it's Pickup Man. It's not Watermelon Crawl. Dang it. Let this one play for a second. Well, I got my first truck when I was three. Drove 100,000 miles on my knees. Hauled marbles and rocks and thought twice before. I hauled a Barbie doll bed for the girl next door. She tried to pay me with a kiss and I began to understand. There's something women like about a pickup man. Rest in peace, Joe Dibby. Eddie, I'm sorry. That's all right, Bones. You deserve that one. Keep it playing. It's my song today. a few hundred bucks. My first car was a pickup truck. I was cruising the town, and the first girl I see was Bobby Joel Gentry, the homecoming queen. She flagged me down and climbed up in the cab and said, I never knew you were a pickup <laughs> man. You can set my truck on fire and roll it down a hill, and I still wouldn't trade it for a coupe de ville. I got an eight-foot bed that never has to be made. You know, if it weren't for trucks, we wouldn't have tailgates. I met all my wives in traffic jams or just something women like about a pickup man. There you Good go. win, Bones. Good win. Congratulations. Thank you. And now I'll play my real song here. <laughs> Yo, unbelievable. Oh! There you go. Eddie, what happened near your house? There was some guy barricaded into a Ooh. hotel or something? It was crazy, man. So they had blocked, the cops had blocked the road, and uh, there were just probably 50 plus cops surrounded the Cracker Barrel and a hotel or whatever. So, how close I, to your house? I would say about five minutes from my house. Uh, just right before I get onto the interstate. And so I see a camera guy there. And I always feel connected to camera guys because I used to work in the news. So I roll my window down. I'm like, hey, man, what happened? He said, all we know is somebody got shot. That's all we know. But, I mean, it was a big deal. There was 50 cop cars. Uh, they were blocking the road and everything. But later when I got wherever I was going, I finally found out later what had happened. It was crazy. So there was a murder in Memphis, and the U.S. Marshals found out that the suspect for that murder was in that hotel there by my house, barricaded. They approached him, 
And then when they knocked on the hotel door, he had shot three shots towards the door, towards the officers. Didn't hit anyone, thankfully. So they call, caused a whole SWAT situation. That's where I was driving by. And that's they, where you came in. Hey, to hey save, that's yeah, where I was. Yeah. And then they had kind of like swar- swarmed the whole area. It was a six-hour ordeal. They had blocked the interstate because this guy was barricading himself. And then to find out that he eventually just shot himself. And six hours later, they found him in his hotel room. How do they end up finding the guy? So they send the SWAT has a drone that they send into these places that just kind of with a camera and they get to survey the scene with the drone and that's where they saw him laying there dead. So do they knock out a window then fly the drone through? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a series of uh, smoke bombs and then robots and things like that and then they probably crack the door open and send the drone in. Well, you just got to know what's going on, don't you? I always have to know what's going on. If there's a cop car in my neighborhood, guess who's walking the dog? This guy. I'm going to walk the dog towards there and look at the cop and be, what's going on, man? Everything okay? So that's your way to get in is to be be bopping by with the dog. Almost make it look like I'm just going on with my day and, oh, I happen to run into this. Like, everything okay? What's going on here, officer? It's okay. It's fine. Just a so-and-so, whatever. A little heart attack. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you. You don't care. You can drive by a big scene. I'm not meant to be there. Oh, man. I'm not meant to be there and I may actually hinder what's going on. Bones, not only do I need to know, then when I'm in traffic, I roll the window down, tell the person next to me, somebody got (laughs) shot, somebody got shot is what I found out. (laughs) Were you a big gossiper in high school? No. Uh Uh-uh. But you know what? Ever since, my dad always listened to the police scanner when I was a kid. So when I went to college, he gave me a police scanner. I used to sleep with the police scanner because I needed to know what was going on. Something you didn't know about me. You slept with the police scanner. All the time. And then and then when my wife and I started like seriously dating, she was just like, that's got to stop. You're not doing that anymore. You tried to keep the police scanner in your room? Totally. Because my dad did that all, my, the whole, well, my whole childhood. What was your dad's purpose of that? Nothing, just to find out what was going on in town. Nosy? Yeah. And one time, one time, Bones, he heard my brother getting pulled over oh <laughs> by God. listening to the police scanner. It was great. Every, I think that's when I got hooked. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. What do you remember about that? So I remember he was outside drinking beer, barbecuing, and he had the scanner going, and my brother was out with some friends, and then he heard, like, oh, we got uh, so-and-so, he had pulled over here, uh, expired license, and going a little over the speed limit. So then my dad just kind of perked up, like, hey, that's your brother. This is your brother right here. Listen up. So then he, my brother got home a couple hours later, and my dad's like, so how did it go? It was great. Nothing happened? No, Nothing. <laughs> You didn't get pulled over by the cops, and then he got busted, obviously. But I, I was hooked after that. That's funny. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Carrie Underwood was talking about listening to all kinds of music on CBS this morning. And they said, hey, what's on your playlist? And she said, well, it depends what I'm in the mood for, what I'm doing. And they said, well, what about when you work out? She listens to metalcore while working out. What? Here is a clip of Bow Down. Oh, dang, Carrie. Carrie goes hard. <laughs> that's awesome. Carrie goes really hard when she works out. That's that's scary to me. I don't get it. All I do when that music plays is my eyes get wider. Like, why would anyone <laughs> listen to this? Play that from the top again, Raymundo. That is from the album Trauma by the metalcore band I Prevail, and it's a clip of the song Bow Down. Legit. So if you see Carrie on her Instagram doing some workouts, <laughs> that's what's in her ears. Rodney Atkins sells his Nashville mansion for $1.25 million. 
Rodney Atkins and his wife Rose Falcon have sold their lavish home in a high-dollar suburb of Nashville just after eight months on the market. Online property sites show the couple received $1.25 million for their luxurious mansion, um, and it looks pretty sweet. Nice little trees. I wonder where this is. They asked about $1.4 million for it. It's a five-bedroom, four-bathroom, 5,385-square-foot townhouse. That's nice. There's a jacuzzi, double vanities. It just goes on and on. It's a nice house. Dang. I wonder where this is. And I wonder where he's going now. Uh, probably live on back road. Little George Street, 1982, and it makes There's some real money in writing songs, I guess. Oh, yeah. The Friends Reunion Special. Well, finally filmed this week. I guess we've been waiting for a year, huh? It was supposed to originally shoot May 27th of 2020, but now it's being pushed back. And I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of editing to it. Because I think they're sitting around talking, right, Mike D? Yeah, it, yeah it's interview style, which is kind of lame. However, interview and then show us the clips you're talking about. Make us feel like we're inside. But didn't you see one recently that you really liked? Fresh Prince? And they convinced me from being totally lame to kind of lame. Okay, <laughs> kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Fresh Prince one was really good. So I'm shifted a little bit from being completely disappointed. I wish they would do like half and half, where half of it was them... Then let me do the first half. The first half is them back in character. Ooh. Doing like 15 minutes of a, hey, we're just catching up. Like they're just sitting around in the living room as each other. Or like the coffee shop. Ooh, coffee shop though. These, they go back to the coffee shop in character and they do a scene. I don't know if the coffee shop would still be around. Oh, it no. wouldn't. <laughs> it shut down. It's called something else now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then the second half is them being interviewed as their real life people. That'd be cool. So that'll be up on HBO Max real soon. Uh, most people don't look at calories or fat before they eat a meal. I can tell you, I don't know that I've ever once in my life looked at fat. No, no. Calories, yes. Sometimes fat, no. at a restaurant, they'll put up the calories beside it, and I will make a decision sometime. I don't like it when they do that. I'm glad they do, but I don't like it when they do that. Because <laughs> Makes you feel it, bad. It ruins my experience. I'm not going to a restaurant to, and even if I'm going to a healthy place, I kind of know what I should be getting, but I don't think I've ever looked at fat on the back of a can of something. No. The one that shocks me, though, with calories are like nuts. Pistachios or whatever, you're like, what, 10 of these? Like 150 calories? That's crazy. According to a new survey from the Pew Research Institute, half of Americans don't really care what they eat. A very small minority of our country does spend a lot of time worrying about eating healthy, but most people, myself included, when I'm eating healthy, I just eat healthy. I know what's healthy, I go after it. But I don't look. Last Friday, a bunch of people wanted to get married lined up out the door of the marriage license office in Las Vegas because they wanted to get married the next day, which was 4-3-21, which is 4-3-2-1. Oh, because of the numbers. Because of the numbers. <laughs> it's all right. Whatever. Back in the day, other big dates were 10-10-10, so that would be October 10th, 2010, uh-huh. or 11-11-11, December, no, no, November 11th, 2011. Or the biggest one they said was 777 in Vegas. Lucky numbers. Seven. It was the seventh day of the seven month, seventh day. January, March, April, May, June. July 7th, 2007. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. When you first started this story, I'm like, this is dumb. And it, then afterwards, like, it's actually kind of cool. No, no, I still do feel like it's dumb. <laughs> if I have to count on my fingers during a story, it's pretty dumb. Uh, finally, what are the signs that made you realize you were middle-aged? I think one of mine I'm wearing right now on my hand, it's a brace on my finger <laughs> yeah. because I hurt my finger playing basketball. You, Eddie? Yeah, my back hurts. My lower back. Feeling stiff, groaning when you bend down, 
Picking comfort over style with your clothes. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Thinking police officers, teachers, and doctors look really young. Mm-hmm. Hating loud bars and needing an afternoon nap are the leaders there with feeling like you're middle-aged. I think we've all kind of experienced that. I've needed that afternoon nap, though, since about 23. <laughs> since about the time I took this job. All right, there you go. That's a pile of stories. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 12-year-old Daisy Hampton wanted to do something for kids in her school that come from economically disadvantaged backgrounds. She, she started a nonprofit called Including You, peer-to-peer mentor group. And then when everybody started going to at-home learning, she's like, man, these kids don't have internet. What are we going to do? They don't have computers. So she started a GoFundMe and has donated 200 computers to kids around her school. Wow. wow. I thought she was like going to go sit in their yard. She got 200 kids' computers. Yeah, and her GoFundMe is hashtag kids need connection, and you can go donate if you'd like to. How much? How old is she, by the way? She is uh, 12 years old. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so cool. That's an amazing story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Still for the next few days, taking over for Amy as we do The Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. When does a joke turn into a dad joke? When does a joke turn into a dad joke? When it becomes a parent. Okay. A parent. Get it? <laughs> yeah, like a parent. It's a parent. Really a joke. A parent. That was the morning corny. Kind of hurts people to laugh at these. I feel Amy's pain. <laughs> we never laugh at her joke. Like I'm going, it becomes a parent, but a parent. Oh. Okay. You feel her pain now? Yeah, like I'm going to just start giving her some good laughs, even if I don't mean it. I walked a mile in her shoes. I feel her pain. According to a new study, guys who use scented deodorant are considered more attractive by women than guys who don't. I guess I wear a scented deodorant. What scent? I don't know. I just grab green or red from the shelf. <laughs> so it's either degree or old spice. Well, no, it's I don't it doesn't matter what brand usually. I like the white chalky kind though more than the gel kind. And is that anti-perspirant? I don't know. <laughs> I will <laughs> literally like go to Walmart and just grab one of them. I've had some that stunk and I can stay away from some of those, but mostly I think it's scented, but as long as it's white and chalky, I don't care. And I'll take a shower and put it on before bed and Caitlin will go, why are you putting on deodorant before you go to bed? You're just putting chemicals on you to sleep. I'm like, well, I don't want to be funky. Exactly. As we're laying in bed. So we kind of have this, I don't put a lot on before I go to bed. But if you don't put it on before you go to bed, you wake up and you you almost have to shower again because you smell so so musky. I completely you know? agree. I do the same. How On a regular day, like the morning, how many times do you swipe the underarm? What do you mean? One, one swipe, two, three, four, five, oh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, I don't do that. I'll go like, I have to, let me do it. One, two. <laughs> Just two. <laughs> I'm not a very stinky guy. and if But if my armpit hair is longer, I need to do more because you got to get it in there. What do you mean if it's longer? You trim it sometimes? Oh, yeah. What? When I, there'll be clip, <laughs> there'll be days that I've reserved for clipping. Really? Where I, where I just take the thing all over the place. I've never heard of such a thing. Clipping day? Uh-uh, never heard of How that. It's about once a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Never heard of that. What about your son? Does he wear cologne or deodorant? He's starting to wear deodorant. He has to wear deodorant. And that's something where, like, we just were sitting around watching TV and be like... <laughs> Okay, somebody needs to start wearing deodorant, and it's him. Uh, as far as cologne, though, he he's mentioned that uh, there are kids at school that are starting to wear Axe. <laughs> and he's like, and he's torn because he goes, Dad, I don't know, man. These guys wear Axe, and they think they smell so good, but they really don't. And he's like, but I kind of want to start wearing cologne, too, because I wear one spray of cologne every day. 
You do? Mm-hmm. Oh. One, one little spray, and I don't spray it on me. I spray it and I walk through it just so it's a little faint or whatever. And so I think he wants to start thinking about adding a little cologne after his shower. I don't think I've worn cologne since I was in high school. Hi- High school? Yeah. Well, a big complaint in high school was that we wouldn't shower after, like, gym or you whatever. You just throw cologne on. It was so dumb. And we thought we covered everything, but apparently girls didn't. They knew that that didn't work. Fifth period PE, put on some Brute. Let it rock, <laughs> baby. Brute. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have Brute? Of course we have Brute. That's what I got for Christmases. There's another story. Old person smell is an inescapable part of aging. You've pro- you ever smelled an old person? Yes. Yes. A- apparently there's nothing we can do about that. Well, is it the breath or is it like the um, the mothball-y smell? I think it's your body just produces in different ways. So it's like when you eat different foods, you smell different. Sure. People from all over the world smell different based on what their core, what their core eating pattern is. And yeah. so you just get older and smell older. That's unfortunate. This isn't a problem that can be avoided. The study says this is an inevitable part of aging for everyone, including you. Yeah. Sometimes I look at pictures of people with really, really old people. And now as I'm getting older, I go, good for them for being alive. (laughs) (laughs) They've done it. (laughs) Used to, I'll be like, dang, dang, they look old. But now I'm like, look at that. Uh Good for you. You're alive. You made it. (laughs) On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jason Aldean. Jason, how are you, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. I was, you know, seeing that you're going to come back. We've announced that you are playing live again. It's uh, on sale Friday, bonnaroofarm.com. But... First of all, tell me about this show, and then at the end of you telling me about what the show is. Like, what, in your mind right now, what's the first song you want to play when you finally get back on a stage? Uh, we back. <laughs> <laughs> we back. You know, it's been, you know, it's, as for everybody, I mean, it's been a long year for, for us and, you know, a lot of people, but in the music industry, you know, the artists and, and kind of the behind the scenes people too, you know, our bands and crews and everybody involved. So, uh, you know, I think for us just to finally kind of get that glimmer of hope that things are somewhat getting back to normal for, for us is, is pretty exciting. So, uh, you know, we're getting the chance to go out, play a couple shows and, um, hopefully it's going to be the start of, of many, you know, to come here over the next few months. Jason Aldean live from the Bonnaroo farm in Tennessee to, uh, the two nights of concerts, May 14th and 15th. Are you both of those nights or are you just one of those nights? No, we're going to do it. We're both of those nights. So uh, trust me, we need the we need the practice. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to do two nights there. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a limited capacity kind of thing and, and trying to to make sure that it's safe for everybody. I mean, it's uh, I think there's maybe 5000 people a night and then we're doing these pods like four four person pods or something like that. And so, um, you know, trying to make it as safe for everybody, but still get a chance to, you know, for people to watch a show and for us to get a chance to play a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of get everything moving in the right direction again. Tickets on sale this Friday, bonnaroofarm.com. Uh, yeah. And they'll be sold in groups of four, eight by eight pod with pods arranged to follow six feet of distance, but you get to go to a live show. And I've said before, I think this late summer and fall it's kind of, you know, balls to the wall. Like it's, it's time to play shows again. Most everybody will be vaccinated and everybody that wants to be vaccinated will be vaccinated. So let's go. Is that kind of what's happening in your head? Like you think fall, we're ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that'll be the case. Um, you know, I feel like with the, with the vaccine, obviously it's put a lot more people's mind at ease and, 
Um, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where people have the option now. If, if, you know, if they're worried about COVID or whatever, they have a chance to go get vaccinated and make them feel better about it. And people that don't, you know, that, that don't want to get it, don't have to. And, and, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like if, if you choose to not get it and, and go to a show, then, you know, that that's your prerogative. And, you know, it, it should be everybody's prerogative of, of whether they want to get it or don't or whatever. So um, I, I think for us, it's just making sure people feel comfortable about getting back around crowds like that. And, and so they can kind of have fun and not have to sit there and worry about who's standing next to them or, or whatever. So I think by the fall, um, you know, I, th- I think it'll be getting better. I, I feel like that's probably when things will really open back up full time for us. I'm hoping. Jason Aldean is on with us. Our producer, Raymundo, wanted to come to your house and do a version of Cribs. Any chance we can make that happen? Or just like a closet or like a fridge or something? Like, <laughs> yeah! What, what? <laughs> hey, come on, anytime. You guys have an open invitation, man. That's not true. This is one of those showbiz things <laughs> where, where Aldean's like, hey, man, come on by anytime you want. And then if we showed up, you know the cops would be there. Uh, officer, <laughs> we got uh, two. What? Well, I'm, I'm clearly not working right now, so I'm at home most of the time. So you guys are welcome. <laughs> How many times a week? And I ask this because in my life I've bought things, for example, like a, I bought a, a treadmill at one point in my life. I never used it, right? I bought a pool table. And I was like, why did I buy a pool table? I never use it. How many times a week do you use that bowling alley in your house? Um, on an average week, I, I don't really use it that much. But, you know, Easter, we had everybody here at our house and, and – um, you know, a lot of the family and stuff were over. And, and so uh, my brother-in-law, Chuck Wicks, who, you know, he would, he was out there. He loves to bowl. So a lot of times it's when people come over, they'll go out there and use it. But typically if it's just me and Britt here at the house with the kids, I don't go out there a whole lot. I have a golf simulator out there too. And I, I tend to use that more than I use the bowling alley. Are you a good golfer? No. Oh, I, there's definitely room for improvement. <laughs> For sure. Do you play with the whole country music golf crew, like the Charles Kellys, the Cole Swindells, Darius Rutgers? Do you ever get out there with those guys? I haven't played with some of them. I mean, uh, you know, there's some some of my friends that are songwriters in town, Dallas Davidson, Ernest, some of those guys. I'll uh, I'll go out and play some. But uh, Charles and Darius are, are they're they're another level. I think they're pretty good, you know. And I don't need to go with those guys. I like to go out and have fun and you know, have a few beers and just have a good time. I, those guys are too good to play with me. I know you're a Post Malone fan. I remember you posting when you went to one of his concerts here in town. Would you hop on a Post Malone song if he did a country album? Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I my thing's always been, I, I like, you know, anything that, that's cool, whether it's, you know, R&B or pop or hip hop or whatever it is. And, and Post is one of those guys. I, I just, I really love the stuff he's he's put out over the last few years. And, and so I've kind of become a big fan. I went to a show when he came to Nashville, uh, I guess it was last year. I went to see him in concert there and, and uh, he's great, man. I mean, he's just a, he's a great artist. So yeah, if he, he asked, I would definitely be on board. And he's also someone who loves and genuinely respects country music, right? You can have different kinds of musical tastes, even yourself. Some would say that your country music is a brand of like rock country. Would you define yourself in that kind of country music category? It's more of a rock and roll style. I mean, I would say there's definitely elements of that in in there for sure. I mean, rock was a huge influence for me growing up, rock, Southern rock. Um, You know, but then obviously country was too. So I feel like, you know, we have songs like Drowns Whiskey and things like that that are 
you know, a lot more on the traditional side. But, you know, if I'm going to play a tempo song, I want it to have, you know, I want it to sound like a rock and roll song. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of that in there for sure. Um, but, you know, I've, like I said, man, I've just always been a fan of, of all different kinds of music. I just feel like if it's if it's cool, it's cool. You recently celebrated six years with your wife. What is the key to, in your opinion, a healthy marriage? Um, I think communication for sure. Um, you know, it's just, we, we talk about everything and, and, um, you know, we, we really are best friends. And I think that's the, that's the key. We try not to go, you know, too, too long without seeing each other. I mean, there's times where I'll have to go out on the road and play shows or whatever, be gone for a few days. And, and at some points, like maybe a couple of weeks, but I try to never go, you know, more than no more than two weeks without ever coming home or, or seeing her or having them come out to wherever I'm at or whatever. So, um, but communication to me is, is the biggest thing. I think Jason Aldean is on with us. He just announced he's going to play two shows. Uh, it's really the first live music announcement, maybe since Miranda announced she was doing those shows at Billy Bob's, but it's, it's, we're slowly trickling in. He's doing these shows in in a safe way, uh, happening at, out of the farm at Bonnaroo. All right, man. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I do. I had a lot of listeners hit me up because I said, hey, what is it about Jason you want to know? And probably four different people said he has an account on TikTok that he hasn't posted on since 2020. Like, are, are you just holding it for a big announcement? Like, well, why are you not doing dances on TikTok? I, I don't know what we're missing here, but you haven't been on there in a year. Yeah, well, I think I got a little caught up in, in when TikTok was first kind of getting started. It was a new thing. I was like, all right, well, let me go create a TikTok account. And, and I, I think I posted something, one or two things on there. And, and, uh, and then I'm just like, man, this is, I don't know. It's, it's a, I'm just now figuring out Instagram. So now I got to figure out <laughs> something completely different. I don't know. I'm just, when it comes to uh, social media, you know, I kind of, I kind of get hot and cold. I'll get on something for a while. And then I, you'll see even on Instagram, I'll, I'll post, a lot for a little bit and then I won't post anything for a while. And so I think TikTok was kind of like that. I, I kind of got excited for a second and created an account and then just never really put anything on it. I have to ask you this question because listeners, and it's written on a piece of paper here. You don't have to answer it, but it says, ask Jason if he ever thinks about reversing his vasectomy. Uh, no, after four kids, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there he is. Hey, get tickets at bonnaroofarm.com. Uh, Jason, nice job, and uh, we will we'll see you soon. All right, man. All right, buddy. I appreciate it, man. All Thanks right. for having me. See you later. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. An Arizona man became a hero after saving a mom and her baby from a carjacker. According to police in Chandler, she was driving with her one-year-old daughter when she stopped at a stop sign. A man with a gun got in the passenger seat and demanded she take him to Mesa, Arizona. The woman managed to stop at a convenience store parking lot, and police say she was screaming for the man to get out of her car. Now, he has a gun on, like, on her, and she's screaming. Luckily, a bystander heard what was going on. He came from behind, grabbed the carjacker from behind, put him in a bear hug, pulled him out of the car. The mom sped away and called 911. Chandler police responded and caught the suspect nearby. She was able to identify him. He's been arrested for multiple charges. What a crazy story. She just sat in her car and a dude jumps in with a gun. And then a dude in, in a gas station parking lot. <laughs> he jumps in and bear jumps hugs Jumps in him. and pulls the guy out that crazy. had a gun. That is a wild story. That's a great story. Ooh, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
Let's go over and talk to Lisa in Portland, Tennessee. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Well, I'm great. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for li- uh, for listening to the show. What can I do? So I have a quick question for you. Um, I know you're getting married soon, and I was just curious if Caitlin had a best friend that was a guy that she had been best friends with since college. If she wanted to have him on her side standing up at the wedding, if you'd be okay with that. Why do you ask? Did something happen in your life? Well, okay, when I was in college, I had a best guy friend all through college. We never dated, always best of friends. And so when I got married, of course, I wanted him on my side at the wedding. And so I asked my husband, and he said he didn't care who stood on my side as long as he was the one marrying me, as long as it was an ex-boyfriend. And so he stood on my side at the wedding, of course, and I always thought he liked boys because he never dated anyone in college. And so that's the perfect best guy friend. And years later, he told me. He was in love with you. When she was asked, well, my mom asked when they were cleaning up from the wedding if he thought he would ever be a bridesman in my wedding. And he said, well, I always hoped I'd be in her wedding, but I was hoping for a more major role. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was coming, though, right? I did, too. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Well, I didn't know that one was coming. My husband said I was clueless. But so my question is, would you let Caitlin have a, a guy on her side? Or if your best friend that was a girl asked you to be on their side, even if you liked them, would you do it? Well, one, I wouldn't like them. I mean, I wouldn't be inside. Yeah, I would have no problem if a dude wanted. If Caitlyn came to me and said, "This has been my best friend forever," la la la. I kind of inherit that, right? When I get with someone, I inherit what they come to me with, and I definitely wouldn't be throwing stiff arms like, "Get out of here, get out of here." If she literally had a best friend who was a dude, and she said, "I would like for him to stand," I would go, "Are you sure he's not in love with you?" <laughs> and if she said, "I'm sure," I would say, "Bring the bring it." I'd have no problem with it. But I, that doesn't mean in the back of my mind, right. I'm not going, I wonder what old Trent did. <laughs> you know, is he up there waiting just in case? Uh, but I would not have a problem with it. And I don't think, I think if I would have asked Amy to be my best woman, man, which I didn't, she's on Caitlin's side, um, I don't think she would have had a problem with it. Caitlin wouldn't have had a problem with it. Yeah, I don't think Caitlin would have had a problem with it. So I'm going to go with no. It is a little weird. Just because it's not common. But I'm going to go, no, no. I'd have no problem. Would you do it for Amy if she wanted you on her side? Well, Amy did get married. And she had only been working with me at that point six months or so. And I was not in her wedding. That's why I'm probably penalizing her now. Just keeping her now. <laughs> because of that. Hey, so elephant never forgets. So long ago. <laughs> uh, I, yes, sure. If she was getting married today... For sure, I'd stand right up there next to her if she wanted me to. Nice, nice. Mm. Well, thank you for your help. Well, you're welcome for your uh, help. Yeah, and Lisa, <laughs> thank you for calling, and have a good day. You too, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Call us if you want. See, that's a fun conversation we had out of nowhere. Poof, like a magician, a fun conversation appears. 877-77-BOBBY, that's the phone number. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. Last night, Baylor took down undefeated Gonzaga 86-70 to win their first NCAA Men's National Championship. Here is the final call. Coach Drew and Baylor 
complete college basketball's greatest rebound and rebuild with a championship. Congratulations to Baylor. I was kind of looking at the whole tournament last night, and the only team to play Baylor semi-close was Arkansas. So Arkansas finishes number two. <laughs> yes. That's, that's how, how I works. look at it. Yes. <laughs> We played uh, played Baylor the closest of anybody in the tournament, so the Razorbacks <laughs> are ranked number two as the season ends. Typical super fan right there. Thank you very much. Let's do more news. Bobby's other story. The police in Maryland are looking for someone who drove their car to the front of a Taco Bell after an argument with the employees at the drive-thru. There's a lot of toxicity happening in drive-thrus when people aren't getting their food in time. I wonder why. People shooting in things, crawling in, fighting, driving mm. into them. Officers responded to a fast food restaurant on Smallwood Drive for the report of assault. I'm watching the car. It's backing up now, and away it goes. It hits people, too. Oh. They're, they're like, don't drive in, and the car goes through them, sweeps their legs out, and it drove right into the front of the store. The people inside the vehicle started an argument with an employee who was working the drive through window. During the argument, one of the suspects got out of the car, assaulted the employee, and then got back in the vehicle. The driver of the vehicle left the drive-thru, drove to the front of the business, and then drove the vehicle through a group of people, including employees who were standing outside the front doors. Here's the moment they drove through the Taco Bell. Hopefully nobody got really badly hurt. But he went all the license plate of his car is about even with that Taco Bell entrance. It went all the way in. What? That's crazy. I wonder what they talked about. What could have irritated him so much that he decided to drive through into a Taco Bell? Because that also hurt his car. Mm -hmm. That's like punching a wall. (laughs) You're gonna hurt your hand. In about an hour, you're gonna regret that because it also (laughs) hurts your hand. Finally, men are more likely than women to make rude comments on social media, according to research of millions and millions of internet comments. Men trolled two to three times more than women. Do you see that in your social media? Yes. Like when you get trolled, is it more women or men? It's men for the most part. Yesterday I posted something, maybe on my Instagram, which my name is Mr. Bobby Bones. I posted maybe a picture on Easter. Maybe it's Easter. And it's a picture of Caitlin and I. And someone wrote to me and wrote a comment like, Hey, what's up with her? Why don't you get her some breast implants? What? Because Caitlin's a thin girl. They said that? Yes. And I didn't see it in time. And Caitlin, for the most part, stays back and does a comment on stuff. She gets hit pretty hard. She gets bullied pretty hard on the internet. She's like, you know, I'm not going to comment. I guess I got the best of her. And she was like, hey, let me see a picture of you so I can critique your body. And then all the listeners jumped on with her and started just crushing the dude. Good. Um, I ended up pulling the comment. And then I got home and she was like, I finally responded and you pull it. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know if you're going to be able to leave. I didn't know. It's ugly though. Man. It was I... ugly. And that was a dude. Last night I went for the first time this year to the Bobby Bone Show Facebook page, to our legitimate page. And there was an article that said Bobby reveals his groomsman. Now the whole, the whole bit on the show wasn't about a groomsman. Right. It was a mailbag. It was a mailbag. Someone had asked about, hey, we think our mailman may be up to something fishy. And I said, you know what's funny is I have a story too that relates my groomsman, and I said, well, I guess I'm kind of announcing one now, Ahmad, my friend Ahmad. So he had an issue where I sent him his watch because he doesn't live here. I got uh, my groomsman all watches, and the mailman signed for it, but he never got it. And that was pretty much the whole story. 
And people over there were just like, shut up about your groomsmen. Shut up about your <laughs> wedding. I hate this show. I hate you. Dang. I hate your face. So this I'm like, was, hey, this I'm like the, what? Don't even follow the page. This is the first time you've been to that page in this like a year, while. It was the first thing I looked at. <laughs> That's what you're running. And it was all, I, it, yeah, it was like grand opening, grand closing. I'm out. <laughs> stores open, stores closed. I will not go Dang. back until at least August. Come on, guys. I went over there. Some guy named John Lopez was just ripping oh, me. I know that dude. Ban that dude. Go find him and ban him, Morgan, right now. <laughs> Track him down and ban him. He's wearing a mask with like a dog face on it. <laughs> oh, okay, he doesn't I'll even show him. his real face? Yeah, no, people that are trolls don't show their faces. What's wrong with you people? Get off the internet. Now, if something really upsets you in real life, I believe in having a voice. But don't go to our page and then just talk about how much you hate us. <laughs> we didn't make you subscribe. We don't even like you. John Lopez. <laughs> Single him out. <laughs> All I know is that dude was going hard on me for no reason. And that may not even be his name. Is that the guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I know one of those dudes. He was over there just sure. having at it, man. Okay. Let me know when you block him. Give me the old thumbs up, Morgan. We get okay. him blocked. <laughs> He's just giving me the business over there. He's like, this is the stupidest show I ever heard. You clicked like on the page. It was you. <laughs> I didn't come to your house. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you did nothing, really. Oh. Why'd you say? He's one of our top fans. Not anymore. Block him. Block him. Block him. I did. Blo He's yeah. banned. He's banned. One of our top fans. Mm. Probably because he just posts so much about how much he hates me. Yeah, I think they be become a top fan if they troll, so it's not really the best <laughs> <That's> indicator. <weird. laughs> Ray is a top fan of a ton of people on Instagram. <laughs> okay, Eddie, ask your question. Okay, so I read an article that Katy Perry said that she has not shaved her legs since she became a mom. So I'm like, well, Bones is with her all the time on the American Idol set. Have you seen her legs? I don't know what she does with her legs. But have you, like, just seen no. her walk by and be like, whoa, she has not shaved those legs in a while? No. Okay. And we don't get that close. Really? First of all, they have us all separated by, like, six feet or more. Sure. Which the, is not far too far to see hair on her legs. But I, you know what? I wouldn't look anyway. Okay. And I think she wears pants or dresses or... I don't look at people's legs. So, in other words, you're no help. No. Okay. It's All kind right. of a weird question to ask. <laughs> well, I read it, and I'm thinking, man, I mean, Bones is around her. I wonder if that's true or not. I believe if she said it, it's probably true. Wow, that's rough. It stinks that you girls have to shave your legs. Yep. It's I mean, I know I mean, you're not talking to me about that, but yeah. No, I'm just, it's just such a large area. That, that, that's bad. A lot of time wasted there. It also stinks we have to shave our faces. I don't do that. I so. know, but I do. I didn't today, but it, you're always like cutting yourself. How you're, often do you shave your face? Anytime I have to be on camera, and then anytime Scuba Steve says, hey, we have to do videos <laughs> after the show. So pretty much every other day. So yeah, basically. <laughs> like tomorrow, I have to shave all this off because we have to shoot a bunch of Seattle news videos and commercials. So I wouldn't shave, I don't think, unless I had to for something on camera. Uh, let's go over to Josh in Virginia. Josh, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? What's up, Bobby Bones? What's up, man? Morning, studio. Morning. Hey, so I just wanted to uh, just wanted to give you a shout out, man. I was on my Time Hop app on my phone three years ago today. I was in Charlottesville, Virginia, at your stand-up show, and I think you had a guy playing music. I think it was Brandon Ray. Does that sound right? That does sound right. Yeah. 
So I, I don't know, man. It was just uh, it was something else. Like my wife turned me on to listen to the Bobby Bones show, and seeing the stand up show. I don't know. It, it like showed us a different side of you. And man, we haven't laughed that hard in years. No, oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. You never know how these are gonna go. I saw you live once, and I'm like, oh boy, hope it was good. <laughs> it was terrible. No, but it was good. I appreciate no. that, Josh. No, man, it was, uh, yeah, like I say, we listened to you on the radio, and I'm like, okay, well, that's just a voice on the radio. Their their show's pretty funny, but how 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 funny is their stand-up going to be? And, uh, yeah, man, we, we haven't laughed that hard in a long time. That was really, really cool. So if I do go back on tour, you would recommend our listeners to come to a show. Is that what you're saying? Um, Just make sure that they <laughs> save two seats for me and my wife. There we go. Again, I got a little nervous there. <laughs> oh, what do you want? Um. All right, Josh, appreciate your call, bud. Have a good day. Hey, hey, Bobby, can I give a shout-out to my wife? Absolutely. My, well, I just texted her and told her I might talk to Bobby Bones, so she's listening. My beautiful wife, mother of three, Denise, I love you, baby. Denise, I appreciate you, baby. <laughs> I love you, baby. All right, Josh. <laughs> see you later, buddy. <laughs> see you, buddy. Bye. Uh, let's see. There was a story yesterday that came out that Jana Kramer was annoyed that her ex had posted their wedding photo. You see this at all? No. I saw it on E, and I know Jana relatively well. And so he had posted a picture, and he was like, hey, I had to tell my son that I was married once for nine days. And it was a picture of him and Jana. Oh. And he tagged Jana in it. It's just a weird, even that's when I saw it, I was like, that's kind of weird. It's kind of funny, though. So Jana Kramer was not happy that her ex-husband, Jonathan, shared a photo of their 2010 wedding on social media. She said, quote, so my ex-husband, because I guess he technically was a husband— he tweeted out a picture of our wedding day, but tags me in it. First of all, why are you tagging me in it? I agree with that. Sometimes mm. people will say really, really hateful things about me, and then they'll ta- they'll tag me. It's almost like they want to make sure you they, saw they, they that. Want, they want me to be hurt. Right. Weird. So, you know, she said, hey, we've been great, but it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, why are you posting a photo of our wedding day? That's from the past. And again, he was like, I had to explain to my kid. <laughs> was it an overshare? Maybe. But I think this is good for her, too, because then she talks about it, and then we talk about it. I was know? I was thinking about this, too, recently, about how, you know, like, if you are married two or three times, like, do you delete all that stuff on Instagram before, like, your post-life? Because I have someone that I follow that they've been married twice, and they deleted all their stuff from their last marriage. And I think basically it is, starting you. I think it is a, um, it's a nice thing to do. Especially if your other person's like, hey, why, why, why you still got pictures out? Mm-hmm. Like, I deleted anybody, all that for mine. And she didn't ask for it. I just thought, hey, this would be good. And I wanted to. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize you did that, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just as a respect thing. No other reason. And there's no reason for the other garbage to be up. So let's take out the, let's take out the trash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, thank you. Let's go and talk to Lily in San Antonio, Texas. Lily, you're on the air. How are you? Hey, Bobby. Hey, studio. What's happening? So my fiance has a best friend who's a female and listening to your earlier conversation, I wanted to like kind of ask another question about that. So he wants her to wear a suit uh, along with the groomsmen, but I want her to wear a dress and I'm not sure if I should make her wear like whatever color dress she wants or have it match the color of my bride's name. What's your thought? So your fiance is having a female groomsman. And it's about what she is to wear. I'm, I'm just making sure I'm getting all this right. Yes. Okay. I think she, first of all, wears what she wants to wear. I think she gets the op- option. Because I don't think you can force her on a suit. 
She doesn't want to wear a but suit. But if she wants to wear a suit, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Um, I think as it has to kind of match the vibe. Is she standing on his side, though, right? Yes. I think she, as long as it matches the vibe. Are they wearing black and white suits? Uh, yes. Okay. I think I, she can't wear a white dress, but she can wear something that kind of looks like what they're wearing, too. I think that's it. And if she wants to wear a suit, great. But I don't think you have to make her wear anything. I don't think you make people wear things, mm. really. I mean, you're making us wear a certain suit. Yeah. Like, I like it, but, but what if would, I didn't? But you, then you, then I wouldn't make you wear it. <laughs> I don't think I would ever tell you, like, Bones, I don't like this suit. If you came and said this is against what I stand for. <laughs> Blue suit? I, would I say, don't like I, it. Yeah. I, I think you let her make that decision, Lily. I think you give her a couple options, and then you let her make the decision. Okay. Okay? Yeah, she said that she's down for anything, so. I'd put her in a suit. That'd be hilarious. And a, and a fake mustache. <laughs> All right, bye, Lily. All right, thank you. Chelsea, what's happening? Thank you for calling the show. You are in Marion, Ohio. Go ahead. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey, Bobby. So me and my husband found out we are pregnant, and I find out this week what the gender is, but we have a massive bet going. Um, he bet that I have to go skydiving, and I'm terrified of heights, if he's right. What, what did he pick? What gender? Boy. And if you're right, what's he have to do? I don't know. I don't know. I could top skydiving. Well, I don't think you have to top skydiving. Does he want to go skydiving, or does he want to torture you? <laughs> like, which of those two things is it for him? It's both. He loves skydiving, and I hate heights. Then I think you find something in the same kind of pattern like you find something you really like to do but also tortures him like here's a coupon for 12 free hours walking around the mall as i shop it like it's <laughs> that's brutal it's that type of thing because he's going with the double he could go skydiving by himself and leave her at home because she didn't like doing it but he's gonna make her do it as well to torture her so okay i see your torture how can we torture him back let's talk through this guys let's spitball here yeah i like the mall one what man. does he hate doing chelsea really hate doing anything if i like it then he tries it he got a pedicure with me one time does he Um, does he shop (laughs) he does shop he he does everything i like because i like to do it so Mm. i don't know what to make him do okay does he ever give you massages yes oh man this guy sounds awesome but does he like i want to date him (laughs) (laughs) i'm like can i get i want to have a baby with him (laughs) does he does, does he like giving you massages yeah, he'll just randomly do it. He um, he dyed my hair before for me when I broke my hand. You know what? Just go skydiving anyway. <laughs> Can't really find anything. We're completely turned. Um, I, I think for you it's going to be finding something that you really, really want to do or maybe a place you really, really want to go and make him take you for a weekend. And he has to wear a schoolgirl's outfit and, and <laughs> cater to your every need. It's got to be something like that. So that's what I'm going to challenge you to do and then call us back tomorrow. But... I challenge you to think of something that would be fun for you but also torture him, okay? That's your homework for tonight. Awesome. Thank you, Bobby. Call us tomorrow. Let us know what you came up with, and we'll tell you if we we, uh, we give thumbs up or not. All right. I will. All right. Bye, Chelsea. Thank you. I have a couple things. One, I got my second vaccine shot yesterday. Yeah. You're done. The first one, when I got it, my shoulder wasn't sore. I had no symptoms. This one, I don't have any symptoms. Good. So far. I texted one of my friends last night. Got the same one. I got the old, um, I got the Nike shot. Wow. Yeah, there's Pfizer, Moderna. Not many people know about Nike. 
It's just it's brand I, well, new. I just bought it from a guy who was behind the IHOP. <laughs> oh, okay. He's like, I got your Nike shots. <laughs> um, I got the Pfizer shot, and I, I don't feel any symptoms. I'm not sick yet. Does your arm I'm hurt not, at all? My shoulder does hurt in this one. Okay. It's really bad. Like it's a, But otherwise, I feel great, and I should be ready to go, fired up, ready to go out into the world. All right. Live a life. It, it, takes, you, it takes two weeks, they say, before you're fully... Um, vaccinated. I did it yesterday. It was fine. You walked in. They're like, what shot is this? My second. All right. Boop. All right. Goodbye. That's it. They make you wait 15 minutes again just to make sure that you're yeah, good. Yeah, but I was, you know, I was feeling like kind of rebellious oh, yesterday. you just left? No, 13 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the whole time. You're crazy. They write a time on your card you're supposed to stay to, but they don't enforce that. And they really don't check on you or anything. What I do, though, because they're like, you may have an allergic reaction. So I sat for a bit and then I put both my hands on my neck to see oh. if it was swelling into itself <laughs> and it wasn't. So I was like, I'm good to go. And so I go home, and then I get this voicemail from Matt Jones, who is, he lives in Kentucky. He does Kentucky Sports Radio. He's a dear friend of mine. And we had sent out our Save the Dates. And some people have them, some people don't at this point. Um, It's just a mail system. But I never RSVP'd for anything in my life, ever. I was a douche. Because this RSVP is a real deal, and I guess until you have to do it yourself, (laughs) you don't know how important it is. Because for us, we're waiting to see how many people are going to come. That's how much money we're going to have to spend on food. Tables, chairs. And so um, Caitlin said the same thing yesterday on Instagram. She was like, oh, I never valued RSVPing because I've never had to understand how important it is. And now we do. We're watching the thing every day. They RSVP. I'm texting cousins <laughs> that I know won't RSVP. And I'm like, hey, are you coming? We're going to RSVP for you. So this is a voicemail left from Matt Jones about that. So this is a very awkward message because I don't know what to say. But I just was checking to see... If, like, I'm invited to your wedding. I, I think you said I was. And it's okay if I'm not. I promise it's no big deal. But I just am trying to make my schedule for the summer. And I don't know what to do. So, yeah. If you could let me know. And if the answer is no, you could just write me and say, you know, you suck. And you don't have to, to, to send them voicemail. Because I understand why that would be awkward. Go Cats. That's got to be an awkward call for him to make. Like, for hey, sure. man, am I invited? <laughs> did you not invite him? I did. I just don't think he's got it yet. Okay. But me posting that, like, I'm friends with Ryan Hurd and Marin. And so there are artists who will be touring. And Ryan was like, dude, we got we have a date scheduled. They are, they're not going to be able to come because Ryan's on the road. And I was like, great. That's an RCP no. Like, it don't matter to me. Just let me know. Um, so I don't. Need, I like when those come in, too. <laughs> I felt bad for old Matt, though. He's like, hey, man, look. Just let me know. If it's no, it's cool. <laughs> of course it's not going to be no. I mean, we're good. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah, the RSVP game is a for real game. I thought you were going to bring up that Caitlin texted me last night. Do you know she texted me? About what? She texted me. She's like, hey, I just check in. Are you going to come to the wedding because you haven't RSVP'd yet? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course I'm going to the wedding. Yeah, you are the best man. It would be funny if you RSVP'd no. <laughs> I did tell her, though. I'm like, I just figured you assumed I was going to the wedding. No so assumptions, bro. Yeah, I'm getting no assumptions. that. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Florida. A man was out on a motorcycle ride with his buddies when he was dressed like a cop. He had the whole uniform. Wow. He wasn't a cop and he was on a motorcycle dressed like a cop? Yeah, he had like the yellow shirt they wear and it was, like, had a fake badge printed on it. It said some kind of uh, affidavit. Like, uh, Were you going to say affidavit? No, I was going to say affidavit. <laughs> it said, well, because it says according to the rest affidavit, yeah. he was wearing a yellow polo with uh, screen printed police type shields and badges printed on them with the police terms and he was carrying a gun. You can't do that. 
No, I, I would assume that you can't wear clothes to look like a police officer past a certain point. I know you can buy like NYPD like shirts to honor cops. A t-shirt, okay. Yeah, it said protection officer, motor unit, and Metro State Protection <laughs> Services on his shirt. And he had a gun too. And he had a gun. So what do they charge him with? Uh, impersonating a police officer, and he's a convicted felon with a So he, could, he shouldn't even have the gun. And he's on a motorcycle, exposed. Like everybody can see he's doing wrong. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Uh, Eddie said that some roofers near your house listen to the show? Yeah, so my wife, I guess she hears them. They're working on the roof, but they listen to the radio. And she said, hey, they listen to your show in the mornings. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, stand out there and listen to see if they say anything. Like, huh, that's funny. That old Eddie, he I always like cracks that. us up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything. She's like, no, I'm busy. I'm not doing that. But I thought that was pretty cool. They're listening to the Bobby Bones show in the morning. Yeah, shout out, you guys. And let me tell you, I know how you feel. I used to be up on those roofs early in the morning. Ooh. I used to do that looks like tough work, man. I used to do tear-offs. I used to do tear-offs, cleanups, and then also the loadouts, which you put the shingles on your shoulder and you carry them up the ladder. Uh, what do they do with all the shingles they throw on the ground? You go pick them up. Oh, that's what you did too? Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, who does that job? Because that's terrible. You take the shovel, you put your foot on the shovel, you push it under the shingle, you throw them on the ground. If there's a truck nearby, you try to throw it in the back of the truck, less to pick up. Nails are everywhere in the ground. Yeah. And so then you tear off, then you clean up. It's the worst. Yeah, it seems like a crazy, bad, bad job. And I never like heights. I didn't like them then. I don't like them now. <laughs> so shout out to you guys working hard out there and listening to the show. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bobby Bones.